Welcome to the show. During this time of COVID-19, a lot of us are feeling incredibly stressed and at times perhaps feeling a sense of hopelessness about the current circumstances and issues facing the world. For this reason, I thought it was really important to speak with my next guest. She's an energy healer, a conscious media producer, and co-creator of Meditate on This Now. Please welcome to the show, Tatiana Wright. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you. So I always begin the conversation with the question, what do you believe? Well, I believe that sound has the power to heal. Mm. And because we're talking about um, the mantra that I co-created um, and the website Meditate on This, now um, I felt that that was an appropriate way to, to kind of to begin because I do believe that. I really do believe that. And from my own experience with um, mantra meditation, I can, I can attest to the fact that that's, that that's true. It's definitely been true for me and for my husband and, you know, <laughs> our children, I guess. That's beautiful. So the, the story about how it all came about, um, how you created Meditate on This is, is fantastic. And I would love to hear, I would love to hear it again forever for our listeners. Okay. Um, thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, I, it was really, for me, I guess it was pretty simple, you know, because this is, this is what I, I do. I've been doing this for a really long time, um, not just practicing meditation, uh, which I've had a several decades long practice, but also uh, working in the fields of energy. And so um, this was about, we're like we're in our fifth week of quarantine now, right? Yeah. Our sixth week of quarantine. So this must have happened at the beginning. So I would say about five or so weeks ago, um, my husband who works in advertising and um, at a major uh, global agency uh, had been away in the UK for five weeks uh, on a huge pitch. He'd come back a couple of times in between that, that period. Um, and after being home for a few days and told to you know remain home and self-quarantine, he was then retrenched and let go. And which, which was happening in that world as, as it was happening um, and continues to happen in many, many different fields of work, not just in the advertising space, but throughout everything. So that first week he was really feeling the the anxiety and the stress and i could just see him i kept reminding him remember you have your practice you have your meditation practice because he's all we've been married over you know, almost 23 years it'll be 23 years on i don't know in two weeks or something may may 4th <laughs> but anyway um and so so i said you've been you know remember your practice remember like go sit down meditate remember tune into yourself and he was having a really hard time and i said um, well, I can do a healing session for you. I can come and I can just, you know, help you with that. Just settle into the, because it's the big difference, I think, with a lot of people experiencing fear and anxiety and all of the worry and everything associated with, with job loss or uncertainty um, is that, you know, initially you have that and you really, you forget to breathe. You yeah. forget that, okay, we have this ability to actually calm our nervous systems down. We have this yeah. ability just to really whether it's through a trained or a given pranayama practice, breath practice, or whether we literally just put our hands on our chest and just take a few long, slow, deep breaths and settle back in. We really forget that we know how to do this. And um, so I said, you, you need to just settle down. Let's go in the room. Let's go into our, my, this is my healing room that, that I'm sitting in now. And so he laid down and we did um, the session, which, um, you know, you've experienced one. Um, yeah. 
Himo, we sat down, we did a whole bunch of pranayama together. Then I tuned into him and um, and we did a full a full energetic healing session. And sometimes because I have a, a, a combined shamanic and tantric based um, practice, different things come to me in the healing sessions that are really unique to, to the, the person. And um, and so it was really interesting what came to him, what came for him through me was the mantra Aham Brahmasmi. And I remember just sitting there working on him and, and receiving it, Aham Brahmasmi, and I spoke it aloud three times. I said, Aham Brahmasmi, Aham Brahmasmi, Aham Brahmasmi. And then I said, wow, wow, that's amazing that you just received that. That's really beautiful that you just got this transmission. I said, you need to practice that for the next 41 days. Um, that's what your guides are, are telling me to tell you. And this is going to really help you because this is an incredibly powerful mantra. It essentially um, translates into, uh, in the most simplistic way, I am totality. Um, which we could break down into I am oneness, interconnectedness with all things. And I said, um, what that's going to do is it's going to help you tune yourself, tune you back into the truth of who you are back into that harmonious state of being where then you're going to now be receptive to opportunities to be receiving calmness when we're in harmony with the universe we then experience that and we become calm and then when we become calm we're now inviting new things into our lives because we're now we're no longer fearful or freaking out or you know experiencing anxiety or any of this stuff and and so it was really amazing. And we talked a lot about um, what this, what Ahambramazmi means. And as I shared with you, um, you know, the Western mind, we we always have to know what does it mean? What does it mean? And um, and unfortunately, that's just the nature of, of West, the Western mind. Yeah. But as I said to you, instead of wanting to know what the meaning is, because there can be people who will say, oh, uh, aham, I am, brahmasmi, brahma equals God or whatever. So you could be saying, oh, that means I am God and be all religious and have a freak out over, over that meaning. But the easiest thing to do is just not even worry about what it means. Like don't, don't, don't attach a meaning to those words as you see them written on paper or on the internet mm -hmm. or whatever. It's yeah. the acceptance of the frequency. Allow the sound, the vibration of Aham Brahmasmi to settle into your being, to settle into your heart center mm -hmm. and just resonate in your whole body. And that's really what mantra-based practice is about. It doesn't matter what it means. You know, people will always, we have the internet, people will always go Googling what things mean. <laughs> wow. And that's fine, but you shouldn't attach anything to the meaning because really the greatest the greatest understanding of that in the Hindu tradition is I am oneness with all things. Absolutely. I am totality. And like I said before, this creates that harmony when you realize this because you're you're allowing that vibration to just resonate in your body. And you would, if anyone's ever practiced um, Kundalini as taught by Yogi Bhajan, you know, they're playing mantras throughout the whole class, wall to wall, really loudly, except for the last, you know, maybe 20 minutes or so where it's quiet time. And those mantras are, are mostly produced by Westerners, but they've been given like a, a dance rhythm to them, a beat, a driving beat, because you're doing kriyas. You're really like getting into some sort of action, you know, um, even the breath work. But this is a mantra that um, has to be uh, listened to calmly and really uh, in a different a different tone. And so, so can, you, can you walk and, and listen to this? Let's just say you're going for a walk. Can you walk totally. and listen to Okay, so. Okay. Yeah. 
Because I listened to it and I, I was very relaxed after listening to it. I, I completely. Oh, good, good. No, it's beautiful. It's really a beautiful mantra. I mean, it's, uh, well, it was interesting. So what happened was he had that session with me that came and then he practiced, he was doing it and he's continuing to do it. And about after a week, he came to me and he said, oh my God, like, and I was watching him shift and change and becoming, you know, just coming, going back to himself, his regular, you know, positive, happy, like able to just function and deal with stuff. And then he said, what, this morning when I was meditating, it just came to me that, like, I know how this has affected me and I really want to share it with other people because I, it's really, I know that there's so many people going through this right now, whether it's job loss or, or just uncertainty in general, right? Um, And I really want to share it with people and I'd love to put it out there. And I said, that's a great idea. Yeah, you know, do it. And so then he reached out to his friend or our friends, um, Joel Simon from JSM Music, um, yes. New York City, who's one of the preeminent music house, you know, production companies and does amazing stuff. For, Joel, for Joel is great. Yeah. So so they're huge. They're big. And, um, and so he reached out to Joel and Joel, being a good friend of his, was like, yeah, I love this idea you know, what's the brief? Like, how do I put, like, what's the tone? And initially they wanted to make it more, you know, drivey and um, get a singer, like a, a, you know, a backup singer to do it. And I was like, whoa, no, you can't like, you can't just go give it a dry, you know, I'm like, here's some reference. And then I said, you've really got to have, this is really your intention to have everybody receive the transmission, receive the benefits of this mantra, then it has to be chanted by a mantra teacher, um, somebody who's been initiated into this um, practice, who understands the transmission and the potency of the mantra um, and, and teaches meditation and mantra. And so I happen to have a friend who lives in India, who's a Westerner, but has been living in India for a long time. And um, she is a meditation and mantra teacher um, in a Himalayan tradition uh, from Sattva Yoga Academy in Rishikesh. And um, Anne-Marie Brown is a good friend of mine. And so I, I, I you know, email, texted her and I had to wait for, you know, to be like, just, they wanted to get it going right away. And I'm like, wait, she's in India. We need to like, so, you know, it's like 12 hour difference. I'm like, wait, like, you know, so um, that later that night when she woke up, later our night when she woke up, she she was like, oh, I love this. This sounds amazing. And Anne-Marie actually happens to have an amazing voice, a great voice. So she does, she's actually like their resident um uh, chanter, if you will. So when if you ever go there, Anne-Marie is always doing initiating the um, the chantings in the mornings, the pujas, and and she has a great voice. And um, and and as luck would have it, they they actually have access to a recording studio. So oh. um, so we were able to actually have her understands. You know, initially Joel was like, "What? This has to be chanted 108 times? Like what?" <laughs> Uh, I'm like, yeah, you you can't loop it. You really can't just have her do it five times or ten times and loop it and count the numbers. You've got to let her do the whole thing in its entirety and and really chant it properly because uh, it will build and then it will come down. And and it was beautiful because uh, she also did a spoken word with English uh, words in there and they mixed that in as well um, in sections of the about halfway through. And it sounds really beautiful. And um, so everyone can find this for free, right? It well, just that a thing. Big, yeah, that was a huge yeah. part of it. That you know, you've got to make it free. I mean, yeah. God, like 
it's a gift to everybody. So not only was it important to have the transmission be there so that no one has to worry about what it means or do anything, they just have to listen. Literally put your headphones on, play it through your speakers, play it through your, your laptop, your phone, whatever. I mean, and I said to them, don't, no, no email capture, no email sign up, nothing. Just like, that's always, you know, you, like how many times do you go, oh, really? I have to give you my email just to freaking get access to that thing. It's like, you know, you just want to make it so easy. And all they have to do is click play. And so that's what we did. And Joel, actually, his team built the website and did all of that, embedded the, the track. Shout, shout out to Joel Simon at JSM Music. Yeah. Yay. And um, yeah, so meditate on this now.com is where okay. you can hear it. Um, and it is chanted in its entirety of 108 times naturally by Anne Marie Brown from Safa Yoga Academy. And, um, and yeah, it's totally free. And so, um, and it's been great because we've had a lot of uh, really positive feedback from people, uh, obviously in the advertising community first, because that's who it went out to first. And um, yeah. and they all, you know, people were like, wow, like I really needed this. It really helped me. It really calmed me down. I'm playing it in the mornings. Even like someone was like, oh, even my dogs love listening to it in the morning now with me. <laughs> And, and you can listen to it, you know, we're trying to go out, we're all quarantined, but, you know, we're also trying to move as well. So we're going out for walks. So you can, what a great time to put it in and just walk around the block. For, it's a, a, approximately 15 minutes uh, in duration. So, you know, you can walk around the block for 15 minutes and just listen and just let your mind just clear, just go with it and absorb the frequency and the energy of it and just come back and, you know, sit in that happy place or you can do it in the morning and let it just play out you know through your home your apartment and listen to it and absorb that you know and in the beginning i recommend doing it in the morning and in the evening before we go to bed so you can at least go to sleep in a much more peaceful place you know so so that's really how it came about and it's been amazing i mean my husband's still doing it every day and it's um yeah, it's really shifted, completely shifted his whole view on everything and has invited in um, opportunities. So it's been it's been great because he's not he's not in this freaked out headspace anymore. Right. Right. So so I, I just love the entire story and I love what you all what you all did. It's it's just great. And it's a gift, like you said, to the world. And right now it's exactly what we need. Um you know, we need positivity and, and tools to get us through this really difficult time. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious in terms of vibration. I mean, if, if there's, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Vedic meditator, as you know, and, and, um, and I'm a, it's mantra based meditation. Um, but in terms of, you know, vibrations is, 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 I'm just curious because music to me, you know, we love music for the soul, but there's some music that I can't listen to. It's sort of like a night. It instantly puts me. I mean, you want to think that all music sort of is a yes. good is good to listen to. But what types of music? I mean, of course, there's classical that soothes the soul. But I feel that sometimes you just really have to be careful to w words in a song. Yeah. If they're very negative words, if they're sort of just dark, a dark story in a song. I can't or heartbreak. Too much heartbreak makes me sad in a song. There's certain things I can't listen to. Do you, do you find that? Is there something yeah. on a spiritual level or that, that kind of speaks to that? I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah. 
It, it's an interesting question um, because, yeah, there absolutely, there's a lot of truth in what you just said. I, I personally have experienced it and I've been doing this. Um, and well, first of all, I'll answer the question. Yes, the reason why you're reacting that way is because you've shifted. Your consciousness is, has shifted. So when you now have shifted your awareness and you're residing in this more, this more expansive space, the negative um, language or more aggressive sounding um, music uh, does have a have more of a negative uh, effect on you because that's what it is. I mean, you're literally you're super sensitive to it. It happened to me. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I want to say about eight or so years ago. Maybe more. Maybe ten years ago. Um, probably more actually, because my son, you know, Oscar's going to be sixteen in like two weeks, less than two weeks, which is insane. Amazing. So I would say, you know, we've been playing mantra um, in the house for for a really long time. I mean, since the kids were babies. So, and every day, every single morning we play mantras. When I'm driving um, in the car, you know, what they're playing all the time, oh, literally all the time. And there are so many mantras. I mean, I'm not just playing the same one every day. And interestingly, I'm not, I'm not ever playing a Humber Masmi. Um, this was the first time that this um, this came as a transmission, as a gift to somebody. I, I was aware of it, but I but it wasn't a mantra that I used in my own practice. So probably about 10 years ago, I started to notice that if I was um, around music or in a store that was playing a lot of certain tones, I couldn't, I couldn't listen to it. It really, yeah. it just did my head in. And then same with words. And what's interesting about words, um, words really do carry a power and a frequency just like mantra. And interestingly, um, you know, the sort of, the word spell actually derives from um, historically when people couldn't, when people didn't know how to write, read or write. And so the only people that could read or write really were, um, you know, uh, the the bookkeepers or the, what were they called? They were sort of like, um, I don't want to say wise men, but, uh, you know, they were, they weren't librarians. They were sort of like, they weren't even seers. They were really more in the, in spiritual traditions, you had, you know, the holy people who wrote down everything and they were the ones who, who recorded everything and kept everything, all the, all these like, trying tra trans transcribers or something. Transcribers, yeah, like an illuminated manuscript, for example, you know, if you go to the Met, if you go to, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, other Cloisters Museum, you can see some amazing examples of, of eliminated manuscripts. And so those people would write down and record and illustrate, you know, these the, these stories and so forth, right? But then no one else at that time knew how to read and write. Um, and so, but the but spell literally derives from um, from a period in time when um, when those people were the only ones who knew how to read and write. And when you then wrote something down, there was an activation that took place. Oh, I wish I had known you were going to ask me this because honestly, I included this in a whole episode that I produced and did like, because I was so fascinated in the history of, of, of spoken word, spell work, where this derives from, the potency that comes from language. And uh, and this was about four or five years ago I did this research. So, so it's in there somewhere, but I, you know. No, but, no, it's okay. It was it's just something that came to me and I, I just felt drawn to ask that question. So I was just. Really uh, interesting. Even the word abracadabra. Circle, circle back in another episode and chat. Yeah. Well, the word abracadabra comes from a Kabbalic, um, the tree of life. So mm. when, because those were also a type of um, illuminated manuscript where things were being recorded and put placed down. And so there's a lot of history in, in that, in the magic that, that uh, is transmitted in words. And so you really, the phrase, be careful what you wish for or be careful yes. what you 
like there really is a truth to that because when we're speaking those things aloud you know they can actually manifest because you're awakening something every word has a power to it has magic uh, do not use the word magic but has an energetic vibration and frequency attached to it which yeah. is why now especially in these sort of newer schools of mysticism where there everyone's like write down your intention and say it aloud and do it like this there's the truth to that there's there a real is. Truth oh to for that. sure well that's why thoughts become things choose the good mm -hmm. ones you know yeah. you have to choose good thoughts or you know you you, you just have to be careful on it and that's a train training your brain if you're going to a negative place to just you know divert that to a positive place that yeah. that took me years of 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 practice years of practice and I'm still practicing. Um, but yes, words are, that's, that's why I just thought all of it's, it's all encompassing, isn't it? It's yes. your thoughts, it's your words, it's what you listen to, it's the music, it's what you surround yourself with, surrounding yourself with positive people. You know, it's, it's yeah, it's all about good vibes, which no, is exactly what you are. You're just a bundle <laughs> of good vibes. I just love it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm feeling the energy. It really, I feel your your good energy through this 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 Skype call. I mean, it's amazing. So I can't even I can't thank you enough. Well, you should. Say, I mean, at home, you've been in my house, but like like the kids. I mean, we we don't even. It was interesting. Like I, I we play really positive music all the time, and um and I won't. I'm like you can. Of course, you can listen to whatever you want, but I but I really like. I want you to tune into how you feel. And how you behave yeah. after you've listened to that music? Absolutely. How your actions like? Yeah. You know, and and they are aware of it because then I ask them and I'm like, see how you? And initially, especially my son who's a teenager, it was like in denial over that 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 there's a connection to that. that you know, and that's just the phase of life he's in. So, but you know, over several times of this happening, it's I'm like, it's not a coincidence. No, it's um, not not a coincidence look at your behavior and then see how you are how you do your homework better how you actually work better how you treat your sister how you treat us uh, mm -hmm. when you when we have mantras on in the background and sometimes in the beginning of, of being our quarantine I mean I was playing them all day long and even the other day I was playing some really potent ones from uh, Tibetan monks that are being chanted in a really in a very very traditional way which my kids are joking they're like they sound like Ewoks you know <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, maybe, but uh, those guys were forest dwellers and, you know, we're very much in touch with nature there living amongst the trees. So it's not such a bad thing to be compared to an Ewok. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it, it's interesting because I was even watching, you know, Tiger King, as everyone's been watching Tiger King, right, on Netflix. And the first few episodes, you're just like, oh, my God, these people. And as it moved through, I actually found myself not being able to continue watching the episodes because the behavior of um, the main character started to really disgust me that yes. I just was like. It's low vibrational. I can't allow myself. <laughs> to absorb this person's shit. Like I yeah. can't allow myself to, to be in like, like witnessing the nonsense of this person's life. Exactly. And, and terrible ways of, of how he influenced the people in his life that worked for him yeah. or 
whatever, you know, yeah. and I, I just was like, I have to take a break from that. I can't, I can't be watching that in this time of. The same thing, the same thing happened to me. I started watching it and then I just, all of a sudden just said, I can't watch this anymore. This is so negative. I don't yeah. want to even, I don't want, I don't want this in my periphery. I don't even, I can't yeah. watch this. It's making me feel, I don't like the way it's making, I, cause, because I don't like the way it's making me feel. And, um, yep, I had to change it. So I completely, and I've had this conversation with a few people, um, yeah, including yourself. So it is yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what conscious um, media is about, right? Like that's not conscious media, yeah, that's but that's a great example media. of how media can affect us through what we take in visually. Yes. So the point is just be careful, everyone, just be careful, especially right now, what you listen to, who you surround yourself with and the types of music that you're listening to. This is, this is really, it, really an incredible, I mean, it's true. It's, it's, we yeah. have to be so mindful. Yeah. So, so mindful. Thanks yes. so much, Pat. Thank Aww, you so much, Tiana. <laughs> Tiana Wright, you're amazing. You are the Conscious Diva, right? ConsciousDiva.com. ConsciousDiva.com is my website where you can obviously learn about my, my conscious media production work in TV, which I've done for decades, but also my healing work, which I've just recently started to really put out there. Yeah. And then I it with this time, you know. So thank you for sharing. Thank <laughs> you so much. 